I love to say that. I don't know why. I think I need to write my own jingle. I keep saying that, but I really do. My husband's laughing at me right now. So today, I just want to thank everybody out there that's listening, my followers, the people who have helped me. If anybody's listening, I want to say thank you because I'm really grateful for today. My 12 years of sobriety. I have 12 years of continuous sobriety. What a gift. So with that, I'm going to let my husband interview me today and maybe somebody will find something insightful from today so here we go jf so jf's here he's going to talk to me and he's going to ask questions here we go so 12 years of sobriety huh (laughs) how does that feel (laughs) it feels it feels really nice i can tell you this i woke up this morning and i went and i um went to a 12-step meeting i actually chaired and the first thing I could think about, I don't know why, I normally am very full of gratitude and that's like my normally the topic I want to go to is like how grateful I am. But actually, I thought of fear. And the reason I thought of fear is because I took somebody to their first meeting yesterday and they were literally shaking when we got there. And that reminded me of how scared I was when I was first got sober. And today, I... I'm not so riddled with fear like I was back 12 years ago. Tell us about that first meeting. Oh, my God. I don't even really remember. I know I was scared to death. I was like, I would rather, like, have a baby get married than go to that first meeting. I was really scared. I was like, I'm giving up my best friend. Oh, my God. That first meeting that I went to, but even giving like that first day of even deciding that I didn't want to drink anymore, I was like, oh my God, what is my life going to be like without booze? I was really frightened. And what is your life without like without booze? My life is very filled. It's very full. I don't find like, um, I'm never bored. I don't ever feel like I have nothing to do. I don't ever, I just feel very, I just feel very full. I feel very blessed. I feel very serene. I feel very balanced. Is there anything at all that you miss about your drinking days? I was like, God, she's taking a long time to answer this, which I am. I'm thinking about it. Um, You know, I had a really, really, really good time drinking. I really did. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. The problem is, is that I just, I can't do it anymore the way I used to do it. I just couldn't. I couldn't drink anymore. So do I miss it? No. It's kind of like you check it off the box. Like I've been there, done that. Like I drank and I drank a lot and I blacked out a lot and I partied and I danced with bands and I flew across the country. Don't even remember getting there. Uh, all that stuff I don't really miss. No, it was like a part of my life that I don't. I don't miss. I don't miss. And you, um, your your advocacy, as it were, is, is sober, not ashamed. And uh, you've said many times that in busy living sober is about trying to remove the stigma of addiction, um, and you know, in alcoholism in particular. Um, what what was that? shame like for you and what's it like now can you describe it um i can remember feeling like um being like it's kind of like wearing a scarlet letter in some ways 
by saying you're an alcoholic. Even somebody said to me yesterday, like, why do you tell everybody you're an alcoholic? And how was the shame when I first came in? And um, alcoholism for me doesn't carry the weight that it like the word alcoholic to me is not as ugly and as scary as it was 12 years ago. 12 years ago, that word alcoholic was really an ugly, nasty word and came with it a lot of negative connotations. And today, it doesn't feel like that. Like, I feel like it's kind of like, it's just part of me. It's like part, I guess if I had diabetes, I'd be like, I'm a diabetic. Like, but no, I'm an alcoholic. I just, I don't, I don't process alcohol the way other people do. I see. Life has its challenges. Um, that's for sure. And we've heard your story and we know how you used to deal with that. What would you say as, as now somebody who's been sober for a, a, a pretty long time, um, you know, about 25% of your life, what do you see as the, the biggest challenges for you in, in life these days? Letting go. Um, realizing that, I don't know, it's a, I guess my biggest, I mean, I do, I have challenges with my kids and knowing what they're doing. It's letting go. I don't know that they're going to be okay. So that can be a challenge at times. Is that, that ties in with the fear that you were talking about, correct? Yeah. So that fear is still sometimes there. So the fear that pops up in my life, I try not to really stare at. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't stare at it anymore. I, like, acknowledge that I'm scared, but then I let it go because I know that there's something bigger than me. I'm spiritual about it, and I need to let go of it. I can't sit there and just uber-focus on it and play the same tape over and over and over. I just have to let it go. And do you feel like most of most of our fears are things that we make up ourselves anyhow? Oh, completely. 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 Yeah. Well... What do you um what do you look forward to in the next twelve years? <laughs> he has a smile on his face. Um I look forward to living. Like really living. Living life. Um life is I'm gonna sneeze. You're gonna have to hold the phone, JF. Um, I can do, I do a lot of things today. I needlepoint, I play golf, I am an, an inspirational speaker. I want to continue my inspirational speaking. I would hope to at some point, I don't know where my inspiration, I don't know where it's going to take me. If it's going to take me to having a show that's going to be on, if it's going to take me on the road, giving speeches to people in different places. Uh, but I want to continue doing the inspiration 12, 12 years from now. I hope I've helped more people. I am still going to paint. I start painting, even though I'm not a great painter. I, I paint. I want to continue doing that. I want to continue hanging out with my husband, traveling a lot, enjoying life's like there's all these amazing gifts that are out there. I want to see a lot of things and experience more things. Do you have, um, do you have a, uh, a, a, a message that you would uh and we'll try to close with this do you have a message that you would leave with everybody um 
about it's life. Only seven minutes. You have to keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Any sorry. About life. Do or I... Drinking or not drinking or any of that stuff. I mean, after twelve years, that you can kind of leave with people. I can tell you this. I really thought. Alcohol was a really big part of my life when I was young. I mean, I started drinking at 13 and I got sober when I was 37. So that's a big chunk of my time, right? So, and I, and I like to party. So the problem was, is that I was, um, I, I, I can say that I did it well. I drank well. I drank well. It was not a joke. I didn't do it half, but I, you know how they say half-ass, excuse my French. But um, I did not ever do it halfway. I was big, and I went home. And so with that being said, if anybody's out there and they're like, God, I do not like my relationship with alcohol. At the end, I did not like my relationship with alcohol. I did not like the hold it had on me. I did not like the way I acted when I drank. I didn't like the way I felt when I drank the next day, especially. I didn't like how embarrassed I felt when I drank. I didn't like the uncertainty that happened every time I picked up a drink. Because that's what it was, right? Because uh, it's the first sip for me. It's not the 47th cocktail. It's the first one. I will still remember having... I, 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 it's not the one dirty martini. It's the first sip of the dirty martini. It's the first glass of wine. It's the first glass of the Beaujolais. It's not the 47th one. Because once I start that, you know, once I started to drink, it was, all bets were off. I mean, some nights I wouldn't get as bought, but nine out of 10 nights I'd go to that extra because I have that phenomenon of craving. And so when I decided that I couldn't do it anymore, I mean, there's a phrase that we pass around every once in a while and it's, um, you know, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was like, I can't spend my life drinking and I can't spend my life not drinking. And all I thought about was drinking and how was I going to do it and how was I going to do it properly? So I found that 12 steps works for me. I know it doesn't work for everybody. So whatever works for you, I'm, I'm a, I am a big believer in i i don't want to say one thing over another thing i just believe that if you have a problem with alcohol you should reach out for help or drugs and the other thing is is that i came into this program i came into sobriety really a broken person in a lot of ways i didn't i was doing what everybody else wanted me to do i was i didn't know who i was I had no idea who I was. And I wanted other people's outside acceptance to make me feel okay. And it never made me feel okay. Because inside I was dying. Like I never, I didn't even know what I really wanted. And now I can say that I've taken time to realize what I like, what I don't like. I'm not a people pleaser anymore. Some people aren't going to like me. There's people that write me that write hate letters to me and everything else, and it's okay. Not everybody's going to like me, especially because I put myself out there. But I believe that falling in love with myself was something I never, ever, 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 ever thought when I was going to quit drinking that I was going to do. 
I thought that it was going to just, I'd just be happy because I knew where I parked my car and I'd wake up without a hangover. I did not think that doing, quitting drinking would lead me to falling in love with myself and really being absolutely content with who I am. You said, also you mentioned early in the interview that um, you're, uh, when we were talking about fear, you said that, uh, you know, when you were first getting sober, you're, the fear that you had was that you were going to lose your best friend, which was alcohol. And uh, I can see how that fear could probably hold a lot of people back from actually getting sober, but you managed to overcome that to do it. Um, but I imagine once you did that, though, it was like there you were with nothing. Um, how long did it take or what was the process for you to get to the point where you learned how to live happily as a sober person I would say in the last five years so it's really taken some time then it's taken some time for sure for sure I fell down a lot um I had to find real friends that were there for me that weren't going to judge me and were just going to listen um, in 12 steps, we have, you know, people that we call sponsors. So in real life, I don't know if it's, you call it a friend, if you call it your priest, whoever it is, I, you had to find, I had to find somebody and I had, and I like a mentor, right? Like a mentor. And I found a mentor who was, and is amazing. And, and now I have a couple of them and it helps because I, if I'm left by myself and have all these thoughts going through my head of what I am and what questioning and I don't do this as much as I used to, but I used to question, oh my gosh, is this right? Is that right? And today I would call somebody and ask for help. I never made any true decisions by myself. I would call people and I I didn't call a million people, but I called people that actually had what I wanted and were living stabilized. Now I'm not going to call the person who's getting drunk down at the bar every night and say, so you want to be my friend and I'm going to ask you for advice? No, I asked people that were living a life that I found to be something that I really respected and then I'd pass things through them and so that advice that they gave you was I guess some of it of a some sort of a emotional or spiritual nature that that got you to that happy place yeah and I've always had the ability to have I, I, I mean I was raised with God and I was raised as a Catholic person and um, it was kind of very um shaming and dark i remember that as a child feeling like oh my gosh this god if you don't do this right you're gonna go to hell and that really scared me and what i've realized and again this could come with age too and time is like there is something out there what is it i like to call it god um i know other people call it different things buddha allah whatever it is that works for you, but something, knowing that there's something out there and you're not always in control gives me a true sense of freedom that I never knew before. I don't know if that answered your question though. Yeah. So you would, um, it sounds like you would, would tell people that, um, you know, if they're struggling or having difficulties just to stay the course. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep trying it each day. And did you, you know, while you were in that process, did you, um, you know, did you ever get to the point yourself where you're like, 
gee, this is not working for me. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit. Uh, I mean, how did you avoid doing that for yourself? I'm going to end with this. I wanted to run away a lot, especially when I went through troubles with my kids, with my ex-husband. There were a lot of times that I would call my mentor and I'd say to her, I'm done. That's it. I'm packing up my stuff and I'm leaving. I'm checking out. I'm out of here. I am moving away from this freaking town. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I'd go and I'd rant. I'd rant. Oh, my God. She's a saint. Because this woman would listen to me all the time. Just go on and on and on. And she'd say, well, you can't do it yet. And I'm like, okay. But I'd always want to run away. But I think the fact that I had somebody that listened to me and I'd, I'd rant for probably an hour and then she'd say, okay, well, I'm glad you just got that off your chest. You can't go anywhere, but go take a nap or do whatever. Go take a walk. Go to bed early. Take a bath. And so I took advice in that I really, that's what I did. I really, I got honest with somebody and that person kept me on the path and didn't let me fall off into the abyss and go back to drinking great well thanks again for your time elizabeth and uh and once again congratulations on your 12 years of sobriety thanks honey thanks everybody and if anybody has any questions please reach out to me at busy b-i-z-z-y at busy living sober and you can friend me on facebook at elizabeth chance fagley f-e-g-e-l-y you can find me on instagram at busy living sober thanks everybody until next week keep getting busy living sober oh by the way next week i'll be in crazy land i'm driving kids to college bye everybody